Hey everyone, welcome to Ice Cream with Investors. I'm your host, Matt Four, and today you're tuning in to a special real estate niche series that I shot with my good friend, Caleb Williams, over at Better Wealth. In this series, we cover all of the different real estate niches, from fix and flip, to buying land, to becoming the bank by buying real estate debt. We cover it all. If you missed our previous episodes, go back and check out the previous niches we covered, and thanks again for listening to Ice Cream with Investors. I hope you all have a wonderful day. You're listening to Ice Cream with Investors, a podcast that is dedicated to teaching you how to better invest your money so that you can live a more intentional life. I'm your host, Matt Four, and it is my goal to teach and empower you to remove the roadblocks to your financial success. All right, we're going to be talking about large multifamily, uh, most commonly known as apartment complexes. And we have a ton of mutual friends in the area of raising money in real estate syndications. And so we're going to be talking about the pros and cons. And are we going to be talking about also the pros of just being an investor in these? This is, again, something that's becoming more and more common and definitely it should be on your radar if it's not already. And Matt, what is it, number one? And let's talk about the pros and cons of it. And then we can summarize if this is something that someone should look into or they shouldn't. Yeah, so large multifamily by technical qualification is anything over five doors. But usually when people are thinking of large multifamily, they're thinking of 40 units, they're thinking of 80 units, they're thinking of 250 units, they're thinking of even things like, I saw one in Texas the other day that has 750 oh, units. Wow. So I mean, these are big apartment complexes. And it used to be that I thought you had to be a big company or an organization like Blackstone owns that, but even small investors can get involved in buying these complexes through syndication and things like that. So here are some of the pros about large multifamily. First of all, it's scale. So what I mean by scale is all of a sudden when you have 200 units, you're thinking about 200 doors, 200 tenants and all of that. So if one tenant punches a hole in the door, it's not going to wipe out your cash flow for the entire year, just like uh, unlike a single family home where if something happens, then you're at risk of running at a loss that year from a cash flow perspective. So multiple doors mean multiple streams of income and scale, and that's usually a pretty good thing. The second thing is when you're buying a, an apartment complex, you're really buying a small business. And what I mean by that is you have administrative costs, you have professional managers and things like that. And that might seem like a cost associated with it, which it is, but you usually kind of upgrade in talent because those folks that are professional property managers yep. working on big apartment complexes from a contractor standpoint and fixing things and maintenance things and things like that, that's what they do full time. So the talent pool of people helping you run your business is mm -hmm. usually higher. The second part of the business conversation is the way that multifamily is evaluated from a price perspective has nothing to do with comps as much as the NOI or the net operating income. Basically, how much profit after all the expenses are paid for does that property work uh, produce is how they're going to value that. So when you think about it, 200 doors, lots of rooms to increase rent. When you think about it, 200 doors, lots of rooms to decrease expenses as well. So if you buy a property and don't raise the rents at all, but you improve the expenses, you decrease the expenses, the value of the property goes up, which is really good. So I think the this idea that you're buying a small business is really, really interesting to me in the large multifamily space. The last benefit I'll give is this idea of a renting culture. So yeah. we were just having an offline conversation of, I think that the United States is moving more and more towards a renting culture. 
we are very, very unique uh, in the fact that it's an American dream to buy a single family home with a white picket fence and things like that. I've traveled all over Europe and Europe is basically a renting culture. Nobody really owns much property out there. They do, but not in the grand scheme of things yep. like we think about in America. And I think this next generation coming through, they might want to work in Miami for three years and then work in Phoenix for two years and jump to Anchorage, Alaska for four years. <laughs> and this idea of not having to yep. be tied down to a mortgage and a renting culture is, is an interesting shift that I'm seeing. And we are completely undersupplied for that shift if that happens. So a lot of a lot of good things going on when you think about big multifamily. And that really it comes down to supply and demand. And you don't want to be investing in a trend or you don't want to be investing in, in something where the demand is decreasing. And what you're saying is if you look at the trends, um, it's like right now, if, if you look at where people are at financially, do they even have the ability to buy? But I think more importantly, it's now that we live, I mean, now that we live in a world that you can work from home, you don't have to be in a city there your entire life to maybe potentially work for one care company. Um, like that's, there's that thing, but then there's also um, loyalty, company loyalty is not like it used to be. Like it's very common to bounce around where I feel like 20, 30 years ago, it was one of those things where you, you pick a company, you get the pension, you're there for life. And, and so there's a couple trends that will be that owning is not as advantageous and it'll be interesting to see how that how that grows. So there's a lot of benefits of of getting that. I just want to summarize like it's 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 scalable. You're buying a business that we live in a renting culture. And I love what you said about, you know, efficiencies in 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 these complexes is you can decrease some expenses and increase rents at scale, but then also increase the price, which a lot of a lot of benefits there. What are the cons to um, big multifamily investing. Yeah. So the first con that I can think of is supply or what I'll also call as a barrier to entry. So um, supply is very, very limited. When you think about how many apartment complexes there are out there, it's a lot less than how many single families there are out there. So what that means is your competition for that supply is still high because now you're getting institutional investors that want to compete uh, for that supply and things like that. So I don't know of a single app out there besides LoopNet that you can just pull up an MLS type application and see what kind of apartment complexes are for sale in your local area. Um, so that's another big barrier to entry here. Um, the second is financing. And what I mean by financing is I can go to any bank across the country and say, I want to buy a single family home in your city or your town, and they'd probably be willing to loan me money. There are very, when you, when you start talking about multi-million dollar apartment complexes, banks either do that or they don't do that. There's no real gray line there. Um, and then Fannie and Freddie, the back end of guaranteeing these loans, there's only a limited supply that they guarantee there as well. So which means that yep. when a bank decides that they want to finance my multifamily property, they very rarely sell that debt off. Like they, they are invested with you. They are your biggest partner at that point. So financing becomes a little bit more difficult to uh, navigate. The good thing about the financing though, is they are underwriting the asset. They're not yeah. pulling your credit score. Um, the bad part is only certain players play in this game. And then the last one is this aspect of team. I would put that for you, a good positive, because you're great at building relationships. I would put that for me as a good positive as well, because I like integrating with a team and being a part of a team and things like that. But 
if you want to get into large multifamily by yourself, I'm not saying you can't do it, but you got due diligence, contracts, lawyers, running the books, property managing it, um, raising capital. There's just so much around it that it's a team sport to be involved in this. So it's not something you're going to be able to do alone unless you invest in our capital to some of these folks that are out there raising money to go do these types of deals. So, and can we break down, there's, there's some people listening to this that say, I actually want to get into helping being a partner in this and doing this as like a full-time job. But then there's, there's other people that are saying, Hey, listen, I make good money. I might be a doctor or someone who's has extra money that I don't want to put all in certain investments. I want to diversify. Um, talk a little bit about the uh, investing in this because it's very common. It's, it's something if you see the benefits of this, instead of trying to build the team, which is a con for most people, um, you could invest and you're probably missing some of the upside but you still get a lot of benefits of being an owner when you invest. Yeah, so what you're talking about really is a syndication. Yep. And a syndication for, in layman's terms, is pooling together resources like capital, like skill sets to go do a deal. And a lot of high paid professionals know that they wanna get involved in real estate, but they don't wanna get involved in flipping a single family home or managing a, a multiplex, a quadplex and things like that. So they can just bring capital to these operators or these general partners that are putting together these types of deals, receive all of the benefits of real estate in terms of cash flow, appreciation, tax benefits, and leverage. Um, and that's really what you're talking about there. We'll, we, we should go into a whole different segment around syndications and what qualifies as an accredited investor and non-accredited investor and what types of deals you can do. But just know if you want to participate in real estate, but your highest and best use of time is being heart surgeon and saving lives, you can still do that. Yeah, if you want to cool. invest in real estate and you your best and highest use of time is being a teacher and serving your children and, and making sure that we are our youths are trained up, you can absolutely do that through syndication. So there's ways to get involved in multifamily, not just being the active participant in the deal. All right. So in summary. The, the benefits are it's, it's scalable. Um, you can, you're, you're really investing in a business that's backed by real estate, which there's uh, a ton of benefits there. And then where there's the demand is increasing for renting. I can speak even for myself, it's attractive versus committing to a place for 30 years. It's just not as attractive, but the cons are um, good luck trying to do it yourself. It, you're not going to, you're not going to go on Zillow and start shopping for these things. It's, it's, I would say there's just there's a high barrier to entry. I think the all the cons can pretty much be put into that bucket. It's just hard to get in to the game, uh, which makes it attractive for people that want to get into it. Because if you learn it, it's you're not necessarily competing with your neighbors uh, on these deals. And so with that, anything that you want to end? Um, I would just end it with this is probably one of my favorite asset classes inside of real estate because it satisfies a human need of ne needing shelter the cash flow and the scale all makes sense for me. Um, it, it's one of my favorite assets within real estate. We're doing this series on the Better Wealth show about any everything real estate and we're going through this and this is awesome. Do you want to speak a little bit to Ice Cream with Investors? Yeah, so I am the host of a podcast called Ice Cream with Investors where we bring different uh, people that are expertise in all of the areas of real estate, whether it's notes, 
uh, single family, fix and flip, multifamily, self-storage, mobile home parks. So if you're still learning about real estate and you just want to understand from the people that are operating at a high level and get some in-depth knowledge on what they're doing in all these different niches, I would encourage you to go subscribe to the show and uh, listen in, tune in. Go subscribe. Thanks for watching. Thank you for listening to Ice Cream with Investors. If you like what we serve you here, it would mean the world to me if you would like, subscribe, and leave a review on your favorite podcast app.